This is the audio version of a blog posted September 3rd, 2021. It can be found on a blog called nm2705.com, www.annm2705.com. It's titled, Our Parents, Parenting, and Jesus. Oh my gosh, when information found in the Bible starts connecting to various scripture throughout the Bible about a single subject, an awakening, eye-opening occurs, and I felt compelled to write about this, even though there are so many other things I have to do right now. Months ago, while reading in Genesis, I noticed something that stood out to me. Here's the quote from Genesis 3.15. And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring or seed and hers. He will crush or strike your head and you will strike his heel. This is God speaking to the serpent. Does anyone else notice something odd? He is talking to a serpent and refers to quote, your offspring. Look at the definition of a serpent too. There's a link in the actual written version of this. Then pay attention to a detail in Genesis 3.14. So the Lord said to the serpent, because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly and you will eat dust all the days of your life. This statement refers to the future, not the current moment. Evidently, the, quote, serpent wasn't a snake crawling on its belly until God cursed it. It, the serpent, was something, but not what we know of as a snake when all this took place. What we understand from the Bible comes from translations and depictions in artwork. But when we study God's word, a deeper understanding occurs. Did you ever wonder why God, in the commandments he gave Moses, told them not to make images of anything in heaven or earth or below earth? See Exodus 20 and Deuteronomy 4. This was meant to discourage worshiping other anything other than God. But also, when we make an image in our mind, of something we have not seen, it's only our imagination. It's not true reality. This is also the reason many people can mock this story, saying, wow, a snake talking to people, right. But this isn't just a snake. So after we discovered the fact that this wasn't a hissing snake that deceived Eve, then there's a second part of the statement, the odd part, your offspring or your seed, this implies that there are offspring from the serpent. This explains why God could justifiably wipe out or destroy a bunch of people. Remember, God is just. God is trustworthy. God is faithful to his people. God never abandons his people. People abandon God by their own choice. People may bring up examples of good people who were hurt, destroyed, or died on timely deaths and say, that's not just, that's not fair. God is not just. But the answer to this is in the Bible too. When this happens, this is not God. Remember that. In God's future kingdom, there is no death. 
no weeping, no pain, no disease. This is God's future plan for those who don't choose to abandon God. The only reason for disease, pain, sadness, depression, etc., is due to the opposing evil forces working against God in an attempt to destroy our relationship and reliance on God. God is good. Only God is good. Be careful. We need to have the ability to recognize evil, and we only get intuition from God through the Holy Spirit who gives wisdom and discernment. Evil forces are deceiving. Why do you think Paul said to put on the armor of God? Evil spiritual forces will appear enticing to lure us in, and then after the lure, they destroy us. It's like fishing bait, where we are the fish that gets fried if we can't discern. That's the truth. Bad things happen to good people for two reasons found in the Bible. Number one, as a consequence to our own sin that we choose to do. Or number two, if God allows it to test us, to test our trust in God, our relationship with God. You may have heard this, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Well, that is the truth. And God does that to strengthen us. You know, he could end our life if he wanted to, but when he doesn't, he wants us to be strengthened by that experience. We also have to remember or understand from the Bible, God will restore anything that is taken away from us in the testing of us. This grows our faith in God. Read the book of Job if you want to understand this. This restoration may happen in our life on earth, but it may also be reserved for eternity. Read about future blessings here. There's a link in the actual written blog form. We need to trust God and have patience. Our parents. I just comprehended this after studying the Bible. All of us are, quote, adopted in a sense. One true parent, the one who created us, the one who enabled our parents to produce us is God. We are his children. Our parents were ultimately given a purpose from God to raise us and to introduce us to God, to encourage us to seek God, to share the knowledge of God. And God gives our parents the choice in how they do it and if they choose to do it. Like anything else, some are good at a job and others aren't good at the job God gave them. But God knows parents are not perfect. And he knows when a parent is trying their best or when they're not trying at all. That's between God and that person. But it does not make any child less loved by God. If that child didn't, if that child didn't have parents who encouraged them. God makes each child for a reason and with a purpose. The purpose, as we learn from the Bible, is ultimately helping others so that others will enjoy God's future kingdom and will not be deceived by evil spiritual forces and lose out on what God has planned for his children, us. Here's an example from the book of Jeremiah the prophet. You'll have to go to the written version to get the link. Get to know God personally 
and then help others to know God, to know the truth. Parenting. If we truly comprehend the truth in the paragraph above, we will realize this is why abortion is so wrong. In an abortion, we are destroying a child that God thought of and has plans for, the child God created for a purpose. God can bring good from bad. So even if the physical connection between the parents was bad, trust God, seek God. God can do amazing things with that child and with us. Don't forget that Rahab, the prostitute, was part of Jesus's ancestry or lineage. So can good come from bad? Yes, Jesus was a descendant and proves this. Jesus also said there will be prostitutes entering God's kingdom ahead of the people who know God's word, appear religious, keep commandments, but whose hearts are far from God. Of course, the prostitutes in this example are the ones who realize what they have done, ask God for forgiveness and change their ways. God forgives. Remember, God forgives easier than people do. He knows what's in our hearts. God is our parent. He gives us guidelines to follow. But as rebellious children, we don't listen to him. Starting with marriage, God tells people in the Bible not to intermarry with, quote, foreign people. This has nothing to do with race or nationality. This is about individuals' priorities. Who or what is their priority? It should be God. God is warning people that life will be more difficult if we don't follow his guidelines. If one person has God as their priority and the other doesn't, that's going to be a rough road ahead. He warns because often the person who doesn't have God as their priority slowly turns the God-focused person away from God. If you want examples of this, look at what happened in Solomon's life. In Samson's life, in the book of Ezra, these people took drastic measures to avoid separation from God. And those are just a few examples. There are many more. If you go to the written version of this, um, there are actual active links that link to Solomon's story, Sam, uh, Samson's life, and the book of Ezra. So you can know what I mean by that. Um, it's ultimately about getting separated from God and losing eternity with God by our own choice when we choose a partner who does not have God as a priority. History repeats. Don't think that this won't happen today. It does. The Bible is there to help us, not harm us. There is an eternity, and it's one of two outcomes. It's either with God or without God. Here's a quote from the Bible, and these are actually Jesus's words. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? That's Matthew chapter 16, verse 26. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house swept clean and put in order. Then it goes and takes seven other spirits more wicked than itself, 
and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. These are Jesus's words of warning in Luke 11. This is scary, concerning, and further evidence of this spiritual war that is happening. Read all these verses in this link about children. Again, you'll have to go to the written form for that. Tying this into the beginning of this article, God tells us in the Bible, the first book of Genesis, there is an evil spiritual seed or offspring. How do you think this happens? By uniting with someone who has evil residing in them. This doesn't mean that it's hopeless because you have to remember that Jesus is more powerful than evil. Jesus saves and Jesus can defeat this evil spiritual force if we seek him, call upon him. God is faithful and merciful despite our, our shortcomings and mistakes. He ultimately loves us and wants us back. Connect with God in prayer and he will rescue a person in this situation. Last night, I came across this. Visit the links for the details. So again, go to the written form. Ahab kept showing up in my reading. Ahab was connected or married to Jezebel. And when you read the Bible about them, that's the worst combination. And what happens to their descendants? How, read about that. Read about their descendants, how their character is described in the verses. Almost every single one of them had this same verse in, here's what it said, did evil. That was what was in almost every verse about their children. And notice their fate too. God wants to save his children from this. Jesus is how we are saved from this. Seek Jesus. So getting to Jesus, the third topic of my blog post. Getting back to the initial verse in Genesis, and I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring or seed and hers, and he will crush or strike your head and you will strike his heel. Jesus is the one that crushes the serpent or Satan's head. And Satan continually tried and tries to strike Jesus. There are so many things the Bible tells. There are so many things the Bible tells us about Jesus. He is the most powerful and will defeat all of this evil as we are told through prophecies. Check out the numerous verses in this link. Again, go to the written form to get that. Here's the summary. Seek Jesus for any and all of your needs. It is only through Jesus that we will overcome the evil spiritual forces that attack and surround our broken world. Please share this with others who may benefit in knowing this. In doing so, you may help others enjoy God's future kingdom. May God bless you.